Side Hustle Show 95, $10,000 from a single sale on Fiverr. Oh, baby. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's happening? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 95, and I'm so happy that you're tuning in today because I am joined by the one and only Anarcho Fighter, the Fiverr superseller who famously earned enough cash on the Fiverr platform to buy a house. Now, if you want to learn more uh, about that and the backstory and getting started on Fiverr, I highly recommend you check out episode five of this podcast, which he was, uh, he was on the very, very early days of the Side Hustle Show, which is still 20 months later, um, the, the all-time most downloaded episode of the show. So he's back. We've got a lot more to cover, a lot of changes on the Fiverr platform, but it was, it was Anarcho, it was Mark, um, his code name, uh, who, who really opened my eyes to the power of marketplaces, the power of going, you, you get putting buy buttons where your customers already are, and then just giving something a shot, which is, is something of a, a recurring theme on the show. So along those lines, um, along listening to episode five for a little bit of background on, on Fiverr and on you know his uh, tips and experience on the platform, also worth listening to is episode 75 which is a recap of my first year on Fiverr as a seller, how I earned around 500 bucks a month uh, for my first 14 months on there, uh, along with the best practices and ideas I have on how to uh, move forward. And actually, just prior to recording this episode, I was finally named a Fiverr top-rated seller. I'd been sitting at level two for, for a long, long time. I was finally named a, a top-rated seller. I have a sneaking suspicion that my that my upcoming call with Mark had something to do with that. But that gives me, uh, aside from a warm, fuzzy feeling, that gives me the ability to have uh, bigger and bigger and better upsells. So I've got to, I've still got to figure out uh, what I want to do with that, but uh, a pretty cool designation. So zero, you know, from zero money on the platform to top-rated seller in you know, 18 months or something. So it took a couple months after I recorded to finally get my, get my act together and, and put something for sale. So uh, I, I try and keep the Fiverr episodes on the fives. So it's easy to remember. So that's five, uh, episode number five for the original recording with Mark, uh, episode 75 for my first year on the platform. And here we are today in episode 95. And today we're going to get into some of the newest Fiverr features they've put in place for sellers, including, this is the big one, this is the best one, including the ability to create custom quotes up to $10,000, $10,000. So Mark made the first uh, five-figure sale in Fiverr's history, and that went down uh, last fall. And I'm I'm just really excited to have him back on the show to to walk us through how he got it done, what he sold, and kind of the tips and tactics that other sellers can apply to their to their own gigs. You're going to learn why or how these these kind of marketplace changes, Mark says, has more than doubled his average order value in the last year, and why he says it's easier to take a customer from five dollars to five figures than it is to go from zero dollars to a dollar. All my notes and highlights are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com/slash ninety-five 
or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. One bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Uh, towards the end of the call, I ask, uh, I ask about a feature called Fiverr Anywhere, but we don't really explain what it is or how it works. What Fiverr Anywhere is, is a Chrome browser extension that allows you to create your custom, quote, service offerings uh, from outside the Fiverr website. And then you can either send a link directly to your customer, you can send it in an email, um, it, or, or you can embed the offer on your own website. So that'll give you a little bit of background when we get to that point. Until then, let's uh, let's dive right into it. Hey, Mark, welcome back to the Side Hustle Show. Uh, thanks for having me, Nick. Good to be here and good to speak with all of your listeners. Uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a good one. So, at the risk of uh, of not burying the the lead, let's get to the story behind this this ten thousand dollars sale. You can sell a ten thousand dollars thing on on Fiverr. How did how did it work? Absolutely. You know, we it occurs to me that when we first talked, it, it had just been the case that levels had been expanded. And of course, levels first came out, this idea that you could sell more than just a, a basic $5 gig on Fiverr. That first happened in January of 2012, uh, slightly, slightly before I got serious as a seller. So I came in there at that one point. I think change will be maybe a theme that we'll hear about today. Well, one of the changes that took place is they allow you now, as a Fiverr seller of at least level two, um, and certainly if you're a top-rated seller, and by the way, congratulations, Nick, on receiving that honorary designation as well. Thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Uh, if you are a top-rated seller or a level two seller, you can now make a custom quote inside of the communication system. So where, where messaging takes place on Fiverr, there is at the bottom an ability to create a special kind of message. And this message is considered a custom quotation. And the message needs to basically be like the equivalent of what would be this unique gig description, what you're going to do for somebody. Mm -hmm. And then there's a fill in the blank form. And one of the fill in the blanks is the price, which means now you could actually sell something on Fiverr that's not in exactly $5 increments, right? You could sell something for $27 if you are so of a mind. And uh, the upper limit of that, even for Fiverr super sellers, even for top rated sellers, is $10,000. You can make a five-figure sale on Fiverr. And so when I saw that feature came out, I had set a goal. I wanted to definitely be the first person to graduate somebody from a $5 introductory relationship with me to a five-figure sale. Were you the first? And, uh, I'm going to claim as, that I'm As far as we know, we'll be the first to publicly claim it. Awesome, awesome. So I, what did I have yet to know any of the people that I have, you know, again, I have a pretty tight network of top fiver people, and there's always limits of what insiders can say, but out of all of the other top-rated sellers I hang with, no one else has, has uh, shared with me that they've done it. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense because they're still going to make their commission on the sale, right? They're they're 20%. And so why don't they open this up to everybody? How come they're going to say you can only be level two, which, by the way, is is 50 sales over a two-month period, yes? Right. I mean, we're talking about a barrier that's pretty small, and I think that's half of the reason why. I think the other reason why is it's about creating a sense of protection for buyers. And I think this is part of what makes Fiverr interesting. Fiverr is sort of an intersection between buyers and sellers. We talked about that in the last last interview, how, how it is this gathering place, this meeting place between buyers and sellers. And so Fiverr has an unusual relationship that's sort of 
you could say mediated is a mediating relationship or a or the like, you know, they're, they're sort of the judge and jury, right? You know, all in one on both sides of this transaction. And so I would suggest to you that the reason it's good that they wait until somebody's a level two fiber seller is you don't want a buyer to be moved from some first time person who may be doing some sort of elaborate scam, right? And being able to figure out a way to do that elaborate scam to the tune of five figures. Okay. You really want the sense, you want buyers to feel like people have been entrusted with this power and that we don't take it for granted. Sure. So what did you what did you sell for, for 10K? Thank you. This was a <laughs> this was a, a copywriting package. And as you may know, copywriting is that kind of skill that uh, you know, a web page, you know, a long copy sales page, or a, in this case, a video sales letter, very often can be and, and should be uh, many, many, many thousands of dollars. And so the person still got quite a good discount relative to what top tier copywriters like myself would charge somebody to write uh, if I found them through other mechanisms. Okay. But I had done um, some some small uh, I did a small copy project for him after he bought a five dollar product where he learned about my approach. I wrote a series of autoresponders for him. His autoresponder response at both click through and ultimately click to cash. His click to cash basically went up over three hundred percent. He had he had made back his money from me on the, the on the very first email right yeah right from the beginning. And one of the things that I do on Fiverr, and here's your advanced pro tip for upselling on Fiverr. I always, or the way that I like to think of going the extra mile for, for buyers on Fiverr is not about me just somehow delivering more of the same of what they've always ordered. I, I'm really rather jaded about that because I think most people will assume that if I, I sold you 10 and I give you 12 or I give you 15, that I probably didn't actually go above and beyond. I probably just sandbagged my number on the offer. Okay, okay. And so what I believe is above and beyond should look like above and beyond. But if you're really smart about it, it turns into the above and beyond sale as well. So while I was on his page, I said, you know, here are five major conversion killing errors that I see on your sales process. Um, and here's what I would do about the first two or three of them, because that's easy to explain. And I'll be transparent with you. For the last two, there's really no there's no simple hack. You just really need to have a copywriter who isn't a hack. You need a tier one copywriter. Um, and, you know, ask me how I know this. I know this because I am a tier one copywriter. Okay. okay. And so, so this was, see, a, this was beyond. So his, the gig was to, to write this autoresponder. And while you were doing that, you said, hey, by the way, the only way you can really, really crank up the conversions is if we fix this, this and this on the on the sales page. Exactly. So, you know, I can get more and more people to your page, but at some level you're wasting some of those eyeballs because there are these conversion killers okay. on the page. And then that becomes my way of – that's my view of what it means to deliver more than you offered, right? Does that make sense, Nick? Absolutely. And that kind of goes back to your point from, from last year on, you know, thinking what else – you could you could offer to this like what else does this customer need and That's right. and how can you how can you provide that okay so saying and hey, so sorry go ahead no 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 worries and so after that uh, you know the natural kind of conversation took place 
and uh, I sent him some samples and I sent him some testimonials. It's another of the new changes that Fiverr has made for a lot of gigs that were not obvious and, and sort of geared towards their portfolio feed. And the portfolio feature for people new to Fiverr was this idea that if you had video product or you had image product like you know, covers, 3D covers for, for books, or maybe even I will draw you as a Star Wars jibby or something mm -hmm. like that. These sort of graphic-oriented products, when somebody leaves their feedback, they can elect to allow that work that they purchased to be displayed in somebody's portfolio. Well, how do I, as a copywriter, utilize the portfolio to show people great emails I've written, right? It, it, it doesn't fit the yeah. mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tool. So what they created was a new option whereby Fiverr sellers could cr cr create relatively small, I think they have to be like less than five pages, but a PDF document with sample work. And I'd like to talk a little bit later about the, about the hack, the creative way I used that feature on Fiverr. But for now, suffice it to say, I sent this guy some examples of my work uh, with some testimonials of specific work. And I always use that same line, obviously, um, You've come to me through Fiverr, and the terms of service that I have committed to uh, as an honorable person mean that I need to work with you on Fiverr. And so that unfortunately means for me that the most that I can, uh, the, the, the largest service package that I can offer you is a $10,000 package. So even though this is a $20,000 copywriting package, if you came to me direct, I'm going to honor the commitments I've made and make this available to you for 10. Okay, okay. So that's a one that's one way to position it as a as a discounted thing or position it as a premium value, right? As a premium value or a discount off of premium off of core service prices. Okay, I when, didn't know about the I didn't know about this PDF portfolio thing. Um, oh, you've got to get on that, Nick. Okay, and, and wait till I tell you my hack for that. You're gonna love it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so the whole point is, as I say, you know, I, I used to not, I used to have to, I used to have to be unable to help people like you who came to me through Fiverr, right? Oh. But now thankfully Fiverr's made a way, uh, but the downside is they've put a ceiling on what I can charge you. So, but I don't put a ceiling on what I can deliver you. So here's the offer. Here's the package. You like all this language. I know you do. Right? I love it. I love it. This is a professional <laughs> copywriter talking. <laughs> That's right. And so so uh, I laid out the, and it's a piece for a medical device. So, you know, this is a market that's appropriate. I mean, this is a marketplace whereby um, when they sell, you know, a, a few items, he doesn't have to sell three of his items to make back the money. that I. Um, so, you know, that's the other part is sort of understanding who your client is. You're going to need to match your offer level to to the clients you bring. But this is what's exciting about Fiverr, right? You're just as likely to find a brand new person who's just started their business, and they're entrusting you with the entirety of their budget, five dollars, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? As you are to find a business that is a a a five million dollar a year business who's just using Fiverr to find talent, and they're willing to pay you a whole lot more when you deliver on the little things. Yeah, that's something really important to remember. This is a top 100 website worldwide. You just never know who's going to be on there. I've met, you know, million dollar coaches and, you know, crazy, awesome entrepreneurs and friends. And you just never know who's who's on there. It's a really, really cool thing. And and one of the reasons, like me as a buyer on Fiverr is looking for help on there is because I don't have I don't have a guy. I don't have a person for whatever talent or skill that I'm looking for. Yeah, once I find that person, once I find that seller, 
I will go back to them time and time and time again if their work is good. And it's like, I don't, you know, the, the money doesn't become an issue if it's, you know, if it ends up being more than the $5 thing, that's totally fine. Like I'm looking for a solution and that's right. not so that's much right. a, you know, not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying the, the dancing chicken costume gigs and stuff like that. Well, no, you're not, you're not. And, and, you know, and Fiverr is, has one trend, you know, again, I think change will be one of our themes here, but one thing that hasn't changed is the trend. Fiverr has definitely moved away from being that deep intersection of entertainment and entrepreneurship. And they are clearly trying to emphasize their entrepreneurship. If you look at even the way the front page has changed over time. You know, it used to be you could see anything on the front page, literally anything. Mm-hmm. And now you know, you're going to see these boxes of fairly, let me not say anemic, but let's say fairly directed content. You know, it looks very much like it's an entrepreneur's solution. The one other point that I wanted to say about you can you can contact anybody. But at this point now, I've had four of my clients from Fiverr end up on the Shark Tank on national television. Wow. So understand your ability to build a portfolio of powerful, recognizable testimonials for your off Fiverr brand. Mm-hmm. Fiverr may be the best place in the world to have access to the kind of testimonials that will skyrocket your off Fiverr business. Wow. Okay. And imagine as a PR person when I'm talking to somebody and I say, oh, here's my testimonial from this person who got on, on Shark Tank. Sadly, they didn't get funded. Here's this one who went on Shark Tank. Sadly, they didn't get funded, but they got the Shark Tank bump. They sold you know, 800% more product in the next week. Um, oh, here's one that got funded, and here's the last most recent one that got funded. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that makes people go – who are you and how do you do your magic? Right, right. How did these people find you? Um, which which maybe is a good next point. Like, how are you getting these initial eyeballs to to start that conversation? And, and imagine this. So are you well, that's that's point two. But like, let's talk about getting the initial initial exposure to to these customers for whatever mm-hmm. for whatever you're offering. Yeah, what I have found is that there are often trends that are going on in the in the broader world and that with the flexibility and speed of being able to generate offers on Fiverr, and you know that's how I view Fiverr. Fiverr is an offer testing platform. That's what it exists for. Uh, it can pay you enough money to leave your current job unquestionably, but it really is a testing platform for offers so that you can do a whole lot better than Fiverr off Fiverr. Mm-hmm. And what I find is there are certain times and trends. So, for example, in the in the past year, even two years, we've gone through a tremendous evolution and revolution of funding. So even though Fiverr, for example, and by the way, today is Fiverr's fifth birthday while we're recording this. Happy birthday, Fiverr. Happy birthday. Yeah. They have raised the total amount of investor capital just a just a few months ago, about six months ago, they added 30 additional millions of dollars in their Series C round funding. So they're at a total now of $50 million in, in venture capital. That's a whole lot of money uh, that's come into to, uh, to an enterprise like that. And the funny part is they've done, they've done that in the rather traditional way. But there's been a revolution and an evolution taking place simultaneously for you know, sort of the rest of us, if you will, who aren't, who aren't wanting to hang around with venture capitalists in, in, at, at that level. And that's crowdfunding. And so one of the things that I found is that crowdfunding has created tremendous amounts of 
of interest and attention. So what one would do and what I would do would be to create crowdfunding related gigs around my core gigs. So my core competency being PR, my core competency being um, copywriting, right? For example, let's take one that's not my core competency. Nick, I'm horrible at social media marketing, right? I don't get it. I don't do it right. And, and, and the fact of the matter is I'm too opinionated and I'm too happy to give my opinion to be a good social media marketer. With one exception, I suppose it's important in some social media marketing to be polarizing your audience. I can do that. I can polarize. But but uh, but but that's it. Right. Okay. I'm just not good at social media marketing. So if somebody were really good at social media marketing, what I would suggest is not just get out there and say, I'll help you with your social media marketing for five dollars. Right. But get on top of one of these trends. So you you, you help them say you, you'll, you'll say something along the lines of. Uh, maximize, volumize, you know, you'll shoot you to the top of your crowdfunding campaign using, and I probably wouldn't even tell them what it is. I'd be extra vague. I would say using the power of people, <laughs> right? Like, what does that mean, Nick, right? I don't even know. <laughs> because for $5, curiosity is enough to get somebody to say yes. And for the people for whom curiosity isn't enough, they're not the people you can elevate to the five-figure sales. If $5 is a decision for them, they're not the kind of person who you're going to be able to upgrade to five figure. Okay. So going, going for trends, looking to sell, uh, looking to sell shovels into that gold rush, crowdfunding being one of those gold rushes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, smartphone apps being one of those gold rushes, Kindle publishing being one of those gold rushes. Um, okay. Okay. So looking for those and, there, and let, let's 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 dig in deeper because it's not just I, mean, I don't want it to sound like the same information people have Googled for years. I'm not just saying, oh, get in front of a gold rush and fill up your outpost. I'm saying something much more important than that, Nick. So may I say it again differently? Let's do it. OK, let's take the Kindle publishing. I'm saying if Kindle publishing is your method, don't talk about Kindle publishing in the gig. If your method is Kindle publishing, don't talk about it. If you want to promote Kindle publishing because it's a big deal, by all means, talk about it, but talk about it indirectly. So talk about things like how to grow your main business on Amazon, right? Okay. Because the problem is if you go right directly to the keyword of the goal rush and you don't change it, now you're in competition with every other person. And there are enough sellers and enough gigs on Fiverr that somebody will, dare I say, prostitute themselves out for a whole lot less than you'd be willing to. You know? that much I'm is, a whore. That much I'm just an expensive one, Nick. Everyone has their price. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So, so the point point is, what I would want to do with something like Kindle Publishing is say, get paid to grow your business. For $5, I'll show you how to get paid to have more prospects in your now, what am I ultimately going to teach them? I'm going to teach them the idea that they put their products on Kindle Marketplace, they create their products in the right way, in the way that I teach them in, this, in, in, in what I'm delivering for $5. And that way is where you're basically creating a very well-crafted sales message inside of the product, everything we talked about in our first discussion, right, Nick? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you're saying, and you plus it by putting it on the Amazon marketplace. Why? Because Amazon sells more things than all of the rest of us will ever combine. Right. Kidding. It's the same thing as, as leveraging, you know, these built-in marketplaces like Fiverr. Go, go to where the buyers already are. That's right. That's where they are. And, and, they, and, and you know what else? More than that, Amazon has so many people's credit cards on file. 
if you realized how easy it was for somebody to spend money with you on Amazon, you would be there. Okay, so, so it would be so, so the gig would not be you flip it. Go ahead, Nick. Um, so rather than doing a gig like I will design your Kindle book cover or yes. I will write the killer book description for your Kindle book, it would be something more along the lines like something bigger, something more more grandiose. Like I will, like you said, I will show you how to, you know, grow your offline business through the power of Amazon or something. Yes, how to have Amazon send you, you know, you know send send people to your pizza place or whatever. But yeah, exactly correct. Uh, that kind of idea. And then you got to come up with how to do it. To say, I don't know how that's possible. And you know what? I'm the kind of person where for $5, I'm willing to pay to find out. Okay. Okay. You know, that, and that's, like you said, the curiosity has got to be enough to get people to say yes. Otherwise, those are not the kind of customers that you're, uh, that you're looking for. Yep. And, and this is actually a good point to talk about how I use that FAQ, that PDF, um, that PDF portfolio. May okay. I share that now? Yeah, let's hear it. So how I use it is I created an FAQ document in a PDF. So what I did is I took frequently asked questions. Now, were they in fact frequently asked questions? Largely, yes. Were they all frequently asked questions? Absolutely not. They were just the ones that I wanted to answer because it served me to do so. Fair enough. So for example, one of the questions that I would frequently get because I make these increasingly vague gig descriptions on my various test, test offer accounts, right? I mean, so because I make these vague kinds of gigs, the number one question I always get, what is this all about, right? This is sort of the natural response to somebody who's curious. So in my FAQ, it says, um, I, have, I, have, I have committed, you know, 18 pages, you know, 12,000 words to making it what it is. So the best explanation of this gig is for you to buy it. And the good news is it's completely and totally guaranteed. But if I were to try to explain it to you one for one, I'd be wasting both of our time. So what I would prefer to ask is if if you're at all interested, buy it. If it's not for you, let me know and I'll refund it. So, so I used the portfolio page, this PDF examples of work, and I turned it actually into a long form sales page. It, by ans asking and answering questions. My questions basically all pretty much always end with, so go ahead and purchase with confidence, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. Some call to action. Call to action, repeated call to action. And by the way, sometimes I've also, in this document, I've referred to, if you were hoping that this gig did this, that's actually contained in these extras. So let me recommend you buy the extra. Um, and, and this has been really, really phenomenal. And so now when I get questions, I just give somebody a link to the PDF and it's, it's cut my, my maintenance time on Fiverr down dramatically. And because it's cut my maintenance time down on Fiverr dramatically, guess what, Nick, my average unit per sale has gone up rather dramatically, gone up over a hundred percent. Wow. That's awesome. So I think last year you're saying the average order was 25 bucks or 20 or 30 bucks and it's yep. doubled. And now I'm well over $50 on, on an average gig order wow. each and every time. Where, okay. Of course, it doesn't take many $10,000 orders to, to wipe out a lot of $5 ones, does it? Yeah, that'll, that'll help your average out for sure. <laughs> like, so I'm on one of your gigs. Where do I see the, uh, the, the PDF or do I have to send you a message first? Uh, you you would see it. I just happen to I'm in the middle of because of change because of our theme. I'm in in the middle of changing uh, some of the language on my gigs to conform with the newest terms of service. So the two where you would have seen that on the Anarcho Fighter account you won't see right now because they're suspended. Okay. But uh, 
but if it wouldn't hurt the recording, I can actually send it to you in real time via Skype, or would that hurt the recording? Um, let's do it after the fact, and we'll we'll Fair put enough. it in the show notes or something. Yeah, yeah, please, please let let everyone get a, get a copy of it so they can see an example of this you know, constant closing, constant closing. So one of the one of the questions that I get, you know, I get one of the most common ones: what kind of gigs can I offer? So we've kind of talked a little bit about that, but and so the, the advice I'll give is, well, look, go go look and see what's selling, and you know, see if you can piggyback on that or create your unique spin on that. But a lot of it is driven by search engines. So like like Amazon, like Google, you know, Fiverr is a big search engine. It is. And but it sounds like the more vague descriptions that you're talking about are less likely to get searched for. What do you I, I don't know, I guess I, I sort of reject that proposition and here's why. Because the Fiverr search engine is not terribly sophisticated. What I mean is it's mostly driven by the keywords that you cannot even stuff, right? They don't they they don't allow us to stuff keywords in the description. And they don't allow us to stuff keywords in the selected keyword category that uh, we do when the, we create the tags. Tag. Okay. The tags, as they call them. Right. So if I'm doing something, if I'm trying to fight with, or trying to deal with the trend of crowdfunding, I'm going to make sure crowdfunding is in my tags. I'm going to say things like in my description about, you know, before you even consider crowdfunding or getting any information from anybody else, you need to know the real truth, you know, that kind of a thing. So you're doing just some keyword stuffing. And the beautiful part is you almost get to blame it all on Fiverr. When somebody says, oh, your thing is so vague, you know, they go, I, you get angry. I say, I say, ask Fiverr to give me more than 450 characters. Right. I only get, I only get my whatever limit it is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm limited in the number of characters. Um, so, so the, the, so I, I don't find that on Fiverr that matters. In, interestingly, a certain degree it's true on Kindle as well. Your title, if you're selling physical products on Amazon, yes, you've got to be, you, you, you can't be vague. But of course, why would you? There's largely going to be a picture of your physical product too. I mean, somebody who wants your physical product already knows they want it. But information is more nebulous, right? And the purpose of having information is to solve problems. So it makes a whole lot more sense to focus all your copy on the pain that you're solving rather than on the features of the product. Okay, focus your copy on the pain. Okay, that's juicy. Um, let's, <laughs> let's go into... Oh, okay. well, let me say one other thing, Nick. In addition to the pain, you focus on the promise, right? The promise of the outcome and not the, pro not the process. The process matters the least. Okay. And so these, so are, still, and these are still like your, your quick, um, you know, essential, essential electronic deliveries, PDF deliveries for the base level gig. They don't take, take any of your time. It's just uh, log in and deliver this thing. And then, and then that starts the conversation. And, and Except I have one small addition to tell you. I try now to avoid PDFs because over, over the years that I've been around, I have found many places where I, I, I call it – I kind of actually appreciate it as an anarchist. I call it you know free anarchifier because there's all <laughs> kinds of places where people are giving away my content now for free. And this started to create problems where people were saying to me, there's nothing new in here. I found this just searching on Google. And I was sitting there thinking, no, there's amazingly new stuff in here. Where did you find it? And sure enough, I find they sent it to somebody who's just freely giving out my content. Oh. So, so the problem is PDFs are highly searchable documents, right? They index very well. So now instead of delivering PDFs, I deliver audio files. Oh, okay, okay. So I move to audio or small video as my content. And the other reason this is better is I'm a good copywriter, but I'm a great speaker. 
So for me, that works. If somebody were not a great speaker, they either might want to outsource that or just be aware, you know, be conscious of the fact that you can get better at speaking. Okay. So this is kind of preventing the piracy. So I I did have one guy say, yeah, this is, this is BS. I I found this for free on, you know, some black hat forum. That's right. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't, like, if somebody's ripping off my copyrighted shit, like, I, I, I don't know that. Fine, just refund it. It's whatever. Go away. <laughs> right. But much harder to do that with uh, with the audio files. Okay. And not only is it much harder, but it doesn't it doesn't index, right? So when somebody's searching your subject, it's not going to come up. They'd have to at, at and and I don't put my name in the file names, right? So hmm. so that's the strategy I use. And it's just so much better because now things that somebody might casually look at and then decide that they're offended because I'm upselling in the product. Now those upsells are much more craftily hidden. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's going to take the pain to listen to 18 minutes of, of audio to find your, <laughs> okay. That's right. Do you, cause one of your gigs says like, Hey, I'll, I'll jump on Skype with you. And every time I type Skype into the search box or phone or email or money, like the giant red flag pops up and says, you better not do anything off of Fiverr. Like, it's like easy buddy. You know, I'm just trying to have a conversation, keep customers happy, whatever. Like, how do you get around? How do you get around that? And I imagine to, to sell a $10,000 thing, that might be tough without jumping on the phone with somebody. What, mm-hmm. What's been the, the, the methodology there? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. And there's a few things that may fall even into the gray areas, and I'm going to try to be really clear when they do. Okay. And some of them are even things I've talked with Fiverr customer service about, and I've said, you know, I think you really need to make this a not gray area. Um, but the first answer is there's nothing to get around that automatic red warning. You know, I mean, you can't even spell a word that has the word pay in it. Uh, yeah, so that's funny. But, I uploaded a YouTube video and it, you know, generates a random URL for the video and had P A Y X G U zero six, you know, whatever. And it was like you and it threw it up. I was like, what? Where is this from? Oh, it's from the URL. Okay. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? So understand once again, just like Fiverr's search engine is not, it, it is not the source of their sophistication. Their sophistication is way more in reducing the barrier of entry to get started in a marketplace. Um, and, and their, their, their search engine correspondingly then is, is pretty basic, pretty timid. Mm-hmm. Same thing with their, I don't know what we want to call it, sort of red flag system, right? I mean, it is, it is, it is the most basic of systems. There's no semantic analysis being done at okay, all. Right, right, right. In fact, I mean, even if you want to say something like, hey, if you decide to get, this is the one I always run across. If you decide to get the gig extras later, um, go ahead and message me directly so you don't have to pay for the original gig. And, and and sure enough, it does that. So then I always just quickly hit the back key because uh, I, I still haven't gotten my hot key and the tips that you taught working. <laughs> uh, but and, and for whatever reason, I haven't corrected my copy and paste. I just always forget to. And I just go back and say order again, right, instead of pay again. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So with regard to the Skype thing specifically, you will be all gigs go through an approval process. A gig that mentions Skype in its title or in its body means that Skype is allowed as part of its delivery. But they don't allow you to include it if it isn't sort of necessary. So that's why it's a consulting gig, because obviously we can't consult without speaking. Right. right? You know, that's the nature of the thing. And they don't want you doing it on the phone. 
regardless. So, so the first answer is you're, you just can't do it on the phone. You absolutely can supplement it with Skype. But you're ready for the real – this is the pro tip. You ready for the pro tip? Let's hear it. This is what you do inside the custom offers. Don't, you don't even need to bother to get a Skype-approved gig. But simply when, when the situation is appropriate and you need to move towards a more interactive conversation – and once again, my strategy is always to blame it on Fiverr. Right. Like if it were up to me, I'd just pick up the phone and talk to you. Mm -hmm. Right. But for the sake of both of our accounts and, and to and, 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 and in congruence with the honor and integrity of the commitment we've made to their terms of service, all I need you to do is this one small thing. Right. I just need you to order this order and I'm going to put right in the special order that, you know, I'm giving you this customer service or whatever it is that we're doing. OK. Um, and so you use the custom quotes even for just five bucks if you need to, but for whatever is appropriate as it's appropriate, right? And you use your custom quote and you say, this will be delivered on Skype. Oh, okay, okay. So that one has a little bit more leeway for that if it's not, That's if, right. if it's not a Skype approved. That's right, it doesn't have to be approved. Exactly. Or you could, even use, you could even use more ambiguous language and you say, through an approved chat tool. <laughs> and then you won't even get the red box, right? <laughs> now, the one that I told you, this, this, I told you I was gonna give you a gray area. I have taken to using my Basecamp. I have a Basecamp account, which is effectively a project management and collaboration management platform. And the thing about Fiverr is they're very ambiguous while being sort of simultaneously clear. Because they'll say things like, you can reference your YouTube page on Fiverr, but you can't reference anything that brings somebody directly to you. So you can't reference your email, your phone number, etc. Mm -hmm. But you can reference your 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 google youtube account so i've asked fiverr people things like well can i reference my google phone number <laughs> it's not mine right um i've and i got a no to that no that's I've not allowed them. yeah what all yeah i don't know like in my youtube deliveries i'll just put in the first line of the description like my url and so if, like i'm not directing people there. i'm not asking people to go there but if they want to you know if they want to click the link then they're more than welcome to yeah. And, and, and again, it's not even a gray area. You can give YouTube links. You can give Flickr account links. There are just a few things that have been expressly identified that you can do. And almost everything is expressly disallowed. OK, so the one that I went to is I said, well, can I invite people to my base camp? Because when I invite them to my base camp, we can have an interaction, but there's no actual transfer of private information. Their information stays private. My information stays private. But thankfully, Basecamp sends them emails, and they send them emails, frankly, much more reliably than emails from Fiverr gets through. Email. Okay, okay. Um, and that's my one gray area, and it's worked really, really well for me. And I've actually been thinking about how to hack this even further and, in a sense, create a community on Basecamp by just adding more and more people to the same Basecamp. And this would only be people that I've invited in from Fiverr and almost treat it like a membership mastermind group. Okay. So so Basecamp was they, – they gave the thumbs up for that. They gave the approval. Yeah, I got the thumbs up for Basecamp. Yep. Okay. I wonder if, if any of the free project managements like the Asanas or the, the Podios of the world would be uh, similarly approved. Absolutely great question and, and certainly worthy of somebody to do it. I mean I'm only on the paid platform not because it's any better but because the one I learned on. And the relearning time is not worth mm -hmm. the reduction of the $100 a month expense. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about the some of the changes? So we talked about the custom order thing, which I think is the biggest uh, the biggest thing that Fiverr's got going for it. It's like, hey, you can 
quote any project up to uh, up to ten grand. Some some strategies on how to start that conversation, move people into some of those higher value things, um, increasing the average order value, and how that uh, the effect that that's had. You're still doing kind of the, the database marketing that you talked about. Well, who who have I sold to? Who hasn't bought the extras? What else can I what else can I get going on that stuff? I'm doing a whole lot less of the windows of opportunity in general, mostly because I've gotten a whole lot better at making the products themselves move. So I, I've been able to back away from sort of doing the outside analysis, the, the CRM type analysis. Okay, okay. For for people who are getting set up, like so, the first the first race is to get your first ten sales, so you can become level one, and then you get your first fifty sales, and then you become level two. Like, how about setting that seller seller account up for success? There's some new some new features, or some like how to how to hit the ground running and and make those initial sales. Absolutely. Fiverr has become aware of some of the strategies people used to be using, um, such as just sort of sharing initial orders, and they've made those things expressly violations of the terms of service. If you try to go get your initial sales by talking in the Fiverr forums, you are talking into the winds. And not only that, but they're awfully howling winds because far too many people are doing the same thing. Okay. I really recommend that you do is you find another existing forum that is relevant to the kinds of subjects or content that you're going to be willing to deliver services or information on. Make sure that it's a forum where at the very least you can have a signature file. Even better, it's when you can, when there either is an area for direct promotion or, uh, or that you can do some indirect promotion. And what I like to do is say, hey, I'm about to make an offer on Fiverr. And I just blatantly tell people, I, it's very important for what goes on at Fiverr that I get 10 positive reviews very quickly. If um, I meet you off of Fiverr, I can know you. That's okay. If I meet you on Fiverr, I can't know you. So w- what I would ask is that you go on, you make this order, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the upgrade for free. So you order for $5, and I'm going to give you my $25 offer. Now, here's a cool thing, Nick. Right now on Fiverr, they have an internal referral program. And of course, as, as, as some people know, they also have a private referral program so, you know, in an affiliate network, in a CPA network. If somebody is not yet a member of Fiverr and you can move them over there and get them, instead of ordering your $5 gig, just ask them to order your $10. No, you can't have that until you've got level one, right? Okay. So there isn't a $10 sale until you're level one. So you would do this on your way to level two. But it, you say, hey, if you buy my $10 gig, I'll give you my you know, $25 gig value kind of thing. Okay. But here's okay. the cool part. If you do that and they are new to Fiverr, not only will you get your $8 from the $10 order because Fiverr is going to take its 20%, right? Mm-hmm. Not only will you get that, but you'll actually be paid from their affiliate program a whole lot more money than even the ten dollars. Right. In fact, yeah. you'll recover the entirety of your work. Yeah, and you can set it up one of two ways, right? Through through their internal program that you mentioned is like I think the the if the buyer is new to Fiverr, they're going to get their first gig free, and we'll link that up in the show notes. And so that or their first five dollar gig free, and then you get after they spend a certain amount, you get I think a 
$10 bounty or something. So a little bit, a little bit weird. Or you can go through their new program with LinkShare, which I just discovered this week. And I think they'll give you $14 when that, when that new customer makes their first purchase. So again, right. if you, you can make your $8 on the gig sale plus 14 on the back end, and you're, you're sitting pretty, if you can help uh, get them new, get them new business. That's right. And you can do that because you're bringing them the traffic. So you have a pre-existing relationship. You're not violating the terms of service. Right. Okay. So that's some way to get some, get some initial, uh, initial eyeballs, initial, get those initial sales and initial feedback on. Um, recently they switched from, uh, from the thumbs up, thumbs down rating system, kind of pass fail to, uh, um, the more Amazon style kind of five star, <laughs> uh, you know, the five star rating system. And yes, which they call the advanced rating system. And I call it that, you know, the initials of which are ARS and that's what it is. It's a pain in my arse. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't had as big of a deal with it. That you know, I kind of read some of the initial shock and and stuff. Is people saying, ah, yeah, I don't know. I just had to change my. So in the delivery script of every gig, sure, sure. I'll put, you know, I had, you know, if you found this valuable, please be sure to leave thumbs up here on Fiverr. So instead of that, just if you found this valuable, please be sure to leave a five star rating here on Fiverr, and have had, you know, the occasional three or four star people, but not not horrible like are you seeing some some backlash you know here's the funny thing and and it's important to remember that at the core uh, you know i'm an activist so i care as much about what is right as i care about what works i am also a pragmatist so i do care about works and the fact of the matter is my reaction to the advanced rating system is an overreaction that's the absolute truth. Even when I've had some some bad ratings that took me a while to get rid of, and believe you me, I get rid of them <laughs> by all every means necessary. Just by uh, pushing them down the page, or by refunding the gig, or what? Mostly by refunding, and mostly by I mean, I just I will just bribe the heck out of them until they finally agree. Okay. Uh, um, so that, that's that's those are the methodology primarily. because that one it's it's not worth the five dollars to have that one bad mark on your on your resume future right. five dollar sales or how many future sales is that going to cost you that's right any other so what's the fiverr anywhere thing that i've seen like you can put this you can embed this on your own site if you want like why would you i guess just for the sake of payment processing you know rather than selling somebody directly why like what's the advantage of that well the advantage of it the clearest advantage is that it's a way for you to utilize the Fiverr platform without having somebody first be exposed to all the Fiverr distraction. So could you imagine telling somebody, hey, I'm a seller on Fiverr, I have a gig, uh, you know, my name on Fiverr is www.fiverr.com forward slash anarcho fighter, go take a look at my gigs. They see my gigs, they see uh, the keyword or the tag, they click on the tag and all of a sudden now they're seeing everyone else's gigs in the same category. And maybe I send traffic to somebody who buys from a quote unquote competitor. Mm -hmm. But if I'm using the Fiverr Anywhere tool, I can say, hey, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I have exactly the service that uh, that can help you with this. And so now you're kind of um, keeping them out of some of the more aggressive sub marketing within and, and within Fiverr. Not all of it, but much of it. Okay. So it's your chance to kind of bring people from your own from your own marketing, your own platform. The second advantage, Nick, is that you can grow as a online marketer yourself. So 
if you remember in our first conversation, we talked about how all online businesses have four P's. They have to have people or prospects. They have to have persuasion or good copy. They have to have a product, something that you offer, and you need a platform, which is all the rest of the stuff that helps move money from your prospect to your pocket. And so in this way, if you're ready to start building your own website or building your own blog, and, and be blogging on a regular basis, but you're not yet ready to get an authorized.net account and pay $50 a month for that, by the way, whether you process anything or not. You're not yet ready to get a shopping cart program, which you may have to pay monthly for, or you may be sad that you bought it <laughs> when you grow big enough. You, you, in a sense, you can use Fiverr as like training wheels on your own beginning emerging platform until you're ready to really replace it. Okay. No, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it was like, uh, you know, especially in the case of the $10,000 deal, like I'm paying a two grand commission on this. And if, if that was somebody I knew initially, like through my own efforts, if they came through side hustle nation, like I would, yep. I would strongly prefer to not pay that thousand dollar commission. Sure. You'd also like that other two grand. No question. Yeah. Um, awesome. Any other, <clears throat> any other uh, tips related to the recent changes or kind of how to get more you know exposure or, or optimization on the on the platform absolutely and the biggest tip is the same one i hope that i said in the first interview which is that the secret to success on fiverr is to be here a year from now the only addition i now make to that is a year from now it will be different and this too will pass <laughs> and things will be better and things will be a little bit worse uh, but overall there just is no shorter barrier of entry for somebody to have a seriously growable business online than Fiverr.com. I love it. It's been a, it's been a fun platform, fun place of experimentation uh, for me, and, and learning from all your trip tricks and hacks. And now I got I got a few more things I can add to my <laughs> excuse me, add to my from it. So thank you so much for for joining me. And I know this will be a popular one. We'll have all the notes and links and, and everything, and you can check out all the gigs at Fiverr.com/slash/anarchofighter. And um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye for now. All my notes and highlights from today's call with Mark are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 95 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. Thank you so much for listening. We are rapidly approaching the triple digits here on the Side Hustle Show, which is is uncharted territory for me. And it's, uh, it's just great to have you on board. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next. See you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. That's just order a five dollar shake. Mm-hmm. That's a shake. That's milk and ice cream. That's the heroin. That's five dollars. You don't put bourbon in or nothing? No. Just it. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 